Chapter Five of the Witches of New York by Q. K. Philander Dostics. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Five: Discourses of Mrs. Pugh of Number One O Two South First Street, Williamsburg, and tells all that the nursing sorceress communicated to her cash customer. Chapter Five: Mrs. Pugh, Number One O Two South First Street, Williamsburg. It is travelling a little away from home to go to Williamsburg in search of a witch, but there are some peculiar circumstances about the present case that give it more than common interest. Mrs. Pugh is not an advertising sorceress, but practices all her magic slyly and generally under a promise of secrecy, which is exacted lest the fame of her fortune-telling should come to the ears of certain respectable families who employ her as a nurse. She is much resorted to by a number of young persons of both sexes, and has considerable notoriety among the low and ignorant classes as a practiser of the black art. She is by no means the only nurse who is given to this reprehensible practice, but very many of the old women who officiate as professional nurses are proficients in telling fortunes with cards, and with the Bible and key, and are always glad of an opportunity to exhibit their pretended skill. Being at times received into families where there are daughters not grown up, they become most dangerous persons if they are encouraged or permitted to thus practice on the credulity of these young girls. The mere encouragement of hurtful superstitious notions is a great ill in itself but is by no means the extent of the evil done by some of these persons. They not unfrequently take an active part in bringing about meetings between unsuspecting girls and evil-disposed men, thus paving the way to the wretchedness and ruin of the former. More than one instance is known where the going astray of a loved daughter can be traced directly to the mischievous teachings of a fortune-telling nurse. These are the reasons that give the case of Mrs. Pugh an importance greater than attaches to many others. It is right that people should know that a certain degree of circumspection ought to be used with regard to moral character, as well as other qualifications, in the selection of a nurse, lest a person be employed who will work irreparable mischief among the younger members of the family the individual calls on a nursing sorceress. Who shall say that broomstick locomotion is a lost art, and that steam has superseded magic in the matter of travelling? Because no one of us has ever encountered a witch on her basswood steed, shall we presume to assert that witches no longer bestride basswood steeds, and make their nocturnal excursions to blasted heaths? there to meet the devil in the social midnight orgy, and kick up their withered heels in the gay diabolical dance with other ancient females of like kidney with themselves. Because no one of us has ever beheld with his own personal optics an old woman change herself into a black cat, shall we therefore assert that the ancient dames of our own day are unable to accomplish that feline transformation? not by no manner of means whatsomdever, as Mr. Weller would remark. 
let us not then be found without charity for the peculiar and persistent faith of the hero of this book who though thrice bitterly disappointed in his matrimonial speculations among the witches still clung to the fond belief that a bride with supernatural powers of doing things would be a splendid speculation and that such a spouse could be found if he her ardent lover did not give up the chase too soon spite of his disappointment with madame bruce and his crushing discomfiture with madame widger hope still sprang eternal in the individual's breast and he felt like the immortal mr brown of classic verse that it would never do to give it up so he had something of a natural turn for mechanics and having been of late engaged in some entertaining speculations on steam engines he came not unnaturally to think of the wonderful advantage the magically endowed people of old had over the present age in the matter of locomotion he thought of that wonderful carpet on which a jolly little party had but to seat themselves and wish to be transported to any far-off spot and presto change there they were instanter no collisions to be feared no running off the track at a speed of ever so many unaccountable miles an hour no cast-iron-voiced conductor at short intervals demanding tickets no old women with sour babies no obtrusive boys with double-priced books and magazines no other boys with peanuts apples and popcorn nothing in fact save one's own social circle but a civil genie not of irish extraction to fly alongside to mix the juleps and carry the morning paper it was very natural to consider whether there wasn't a yard or two left somewhere of that valuable carpet and to regret that on the whole probably the original owners had occasion to use the entire piece then the thought was very naturally suggested of the marvellous wooden horse with the pegs in his neck who soared with his riders a great deal higher than does mr wise in his clumsy balloon and always came down a great deal easier than ever mr wise did yet of course the cash customer was from the start perfectly convinced that that breed of horses is long since extinct so long ago that no record of them is now to be found in either the american racing calendar or the english stud book then very naturally came the thoughts of the broomstick changes of the more modern witches perhaps he thought these are the colts of the wooden horse degenerate it is true and lacking in the grace and symmetry of their extraordinary sire but still perhaps not inferior in speed or in safety of carriage the thought was a brilliant one and it was really worth while to inquire into the matter and pursue this phantom steed until he was fairly hunted down and bridled ready for use it needed no long cogitation or extended argument to convince johann the individual the cash customer of the immense practical value of such a steed to say nothing of his costing nothing to keep and of its therefore being utterly impossible for him to eat his own head off and of his never growing old and of his never having any of the multitudinous diseases that afflict ordinary horses without any intermixture of magic blood and therefore of it being out of the question for anybody to cheat his owner in a horse trade 
why only think of his value for livery purposes in case his happy proprietor was disposed to let other folks use him for a proper compensation he could of course be trained to carry double and no doubt mr rarey or some other person potent in horse education could easily break him to go in harness it wasn't likely johann cogitated that the judges would allow him to enter his ligneous racer at the fashion course so that he'd not get a chance to win any money from lancet and flora temple still there was hope even on that point so in search of the witch wife whose dower should be the broomstick horse that should set the fond couple up in business started the sanguine lover having had some experience of new york fortune-tellers and others in the magic line and not thinking they were of the sort likely to have so great a treasure he started for the suburbs and crossed the ferry to williamsburg in order to pay a visit of inquiry and if possible to take the initiatory step in courting mrs pugh of number one o two south first street in that city he designed of course to buy a fortune at a liberal price for the purposes of setting the lady in good humor as a necessary preliminary step he really had hopes that she would prove to be of a slightly different style from some of the new york fortune-tellers who seemed to have mistaken their profession and to be hardly up to the reading of stars with success although they might be fully equal to all the financial exigencies of an apple and peanut stand or might win an honorable distinction crying radishes and lettuce in the early morning hours or upon trial might perhaps evince a decided genius for the rag-picking business or preside over the fortunes of a soap-fat cart with distinguished ability threading the winding ways of williamsburg is by no means an easy task for one unaccustomed and it was only by incessantly stopping the passers-by and making the most minute inquiries that this lady was ever achieved at all this constant questioning of the public revealed however the fact that mrs pugh does not by any means depend upon her fortune-telling for her bread and butter she is a nurse as many a williamsburg baby could testify if it could command its emotions long enough to speak what will be the influence of her supernaturalism and witchcraft upon the children entrusted to her fostering care whether they will in after-life prove to be devils demigods heroes or mere ordinary humans time only can show this illustrious lady does not advertise in the newspapers in fact her fortune-telling is done on the sly as if she were yet an apprentice and a little ashamed of her bungling jobs for which by the way she only charges half price she is in a very undecided state and evidently undetermined whether her proper vocation is tending babies or revealing the decrees of the fates at twenty-five cents a head and when her visitors made their appearance she was puzzled to know whether their business was baby or black art her exertions in either profession have not as yet gained her a very large fortune judging from the surroundings of her eligible residence the domicile of this chrysalis enchantress is a low frame house of two stories standing back from the street directly in the rear of another row of more pretentious mansions as if it had been sent into the back yard in disgrace 
and never permitted to show itself in good society again it seems conscious of its humiliation and wears an air of architectural dejection that is quite touching a troop of dirty-faced children was in the yard and in the corner was a pile of other household encumbrances consisting principally of mops and wash-tubs johann critically examined this interesting collection but the wished-for broomstick was not there a modest rap brought to the door a large ill-favored man with a red nose and a ponderous pair of boots whose specialty seemed to be drinking whatever spirituous liquors were consumed about the establishment having passed this shirt-sleeved sentinel without damage though not without fear the cash customer sat down to take an observation the wooden courser was not to be seen at first glance the room was a small irregularly shaped one with an intrusive chimney jutting out into the floor from one side as if it were a sturdy brick-and-mortar poor relation of the premises come a-visiting and not to be got rid of at any price a small cooking-stove was in the fireplace with an attendant on either side in the shape of a battered coal scuttle and a small saucepan full of charcoal the floor was covered with a dirty rag carpet that had long since outlived its beauty and its usefulness and was now in the last extremity of a tattered old age half a dozen chairs of different patterns all much shattered in health and enfeebled by long years of labor and a decrepit lounge in the last stages of a decline were the seats reserved for visitors the other furniture of the room was an antique chest of drawers of a most curious and complicated pattern it seemed as if the mechanic had been uncertain whether he was to construct a bureau or a cowshed, and had accordingly satisfied his conscience by making half a dozen drawers and building a sloping roof over them. The joints were warped apart, and through the chinks could be seen fragments of clean shirt and ends of lace and bits of flannel suggesting babies. At a wink from the female, the male with the ponderous boots retired from the presence mrs pugh is a woman of medium height and size with a clear gray eye and light hair and wearing that sycophantic smile peculiar to people who have much to do with ugly babies whose beauty must be constantly praised to the doting parents she was attired in a neat calico dress constructed for family use and for the particular accommodation of the younger members of the household johann who had been taking a sly look had made up his mind that she would not be quite so objectionable for a wife as he had feared and he had fully resolved to woo and wed her off-hand provided she had the broomstick of his hopes so by way of a beginning he announced that he would like her to exercise her magic powers in his behalf mrs pugh had evidently previously regarded him as an enthusiastic young father with a pair of troublesome twins who had come to seek her ministrations and she undoubtedly had high wages innumerable presents and exorbitant prerequisites in her mind's eye at that instant when however she learned that her visitor merely wished to know what the fates had resolved to do about his particular case she was slightly disappointed for the babies are more profitable than the planets however she soon reconciled herself to her fate 
and produced from some cranny immediately under the eaves of the cowshed bureau a pack of cards wrapped up in an old newspaper she then carefully locked the door to keep out the children and drew down the curtains lest their inquiring minds should lead them to observe her mysterious operations through the window then taking the wonder-working pieces of pasteboard in her hands and seating herself opposite her visitor she announced her gracious will thus you shall have six wishes then without asking him what he wished for or whether he wished for anything she shuffled the cards a few seconds and read off their mysterious significance as follows her curious and anxious customer looking furtively around meanwhile to spy out the hiding-place of the wooden cursor Peers to me you will have good luck in future though it seems to me that you have had a great deal of bad luck and misfortune in your life but you will certainly do better in your future days than you have done yet in your life at least so it seems to me Peers to me your good luck will commence right away pretty soon immediate in a very few days you will have some great good luck befall you within a nine i designate time by days and weeks and months and sometimes years so this good luck of which i told you you will certainly have within nine days or nine weeks or nine months or possibly nine years nine days i think yes i am sure within nine days at least so it appears to me you are going to make a change in your business so it seems to me you are going to leave your present business and make a change you will make this change within a seven which may be seven days or weeks weeks i think yes certainly within seven weeks at least so it appears to me this change in your business which will take place in seven days or weeks i think yes weeks i'm sure will be a change for the better and you will profit by it much at least so it seems to me and it will come to pass within a seven as i said before within a seven months or days it may be but weeks i think yes now i look again within a seven weeks i'm certain at least so it appears to me you will receive a letter within a three years perhaps months it may be but still it looks like days yes days i'm sure days it must be within a three and days they are you will receive a letter within three days i'm positively sure or so it appears to me you have friends across water from whom you will hear speedily and soon within a five which may be months although i think not for it looks like years did i say years no days yes days it is again within a five and days they are this letter you will have within five days it will contain excellent news which will please you much money the news will be and you will get the letter within a five which may be months or years but days it looks like and first-rate news it is of money i am positively certain that it is within a five at least it seems so to me you face up good luck and prosperity and you will be very rich before you die though i do not see how you are to get your money whether by business or legacy but you will be very rich or so it seems to me you will receive some money within a four it will be in three parcels and there will be considerable of it you will get it in three parcels within a four 
not hours nor years nor yet months but weeks money in three parcels within a four and weeks they are i'm certain the money will be in three parcels three parcels in three parcels you will get money within a four which now i look again it may be years but still i think not no it is weeks i'm certain at least so appears to me there is a lady that has a good heart for you she is a light complexioned lady with black eyes she has a good heart for you and i do not see any trouble between you which means that there is no opposition to your match and that you will certainly marry her within a two at least so it appears to me within a two you will marry this light complexioned lady within a two which is not hours nor yet days i think it is months i'll look again no it is not months but years within a two and years they are yes two years before a two and years they are this lady will be your wife at least so it seems to me appears to me you will get money with her i do not know how much but you will certainly get money in three parcels as i once remarked before within a four which i'm sure is weeks you will be married twice once within a two once again within a five or seven after your first wife dies i think it is a five though it may be a seven and months it looks like though it may be weeks or days you will live with your first wife a ten days it can't be though it looks like days a ten you'll live with her at ten can it be hours no years it is it must be because you will have five children by your first wife which makes it years ten years it is i know at least so it appears to me you will have five children by your first wife but you will not raise them all all will die but two and then your wife will die within a one which is a month or so it seems to me the inquirer was charmed with a lively prospect of so many funerals and mentally resolved to buy a couple of acres in greenwood for the accommodation of his future family his meditations were interrupted by the lady who thus continued you will marry a second wife but you will have trouble about her there is a dark-complexioned man who interferes and who will trouble you for an eight which may be years although i think not nor hours nor days but months i'm sure it is yes the dark-complexioned man will trouble you for an eight which i am sure is months yes months it is an eight i say and months they are i am certain at least so it appears to me by your second wife you will have three children who will all live i see a funeral here within a six it does not look like a friend or a relative but it is some acquaintance or the friend of some acquaintance or the acquaintance of some friend the funeral is within a six but it does not come very near to you you will go to a wedding within a three and you will receive a present of a ring within a two which may be days you will after this be very prosperous and happy and you will be very long-lived you will get a letter and a present from the light-complexioned lady within a nine which as i said before it may be hours which i think it is though weeks it may be or months or even years though certainly within a nine which now i look again is days yes i am sure certain within a nine a letter and a present from the light-complexioned lady a nine it is and days 
within a nine, and days they are, at least so it appears to me. Here ended the communication, and on inquiring the price, Johann was astonished to learn that he had received but twenty-five cents worth, regretting that he had not invested a dollar in a commodity so cheap and very filling at the price for future consumption, he departed, first taking a long lingering look to find, if possible, the lurking place of the magic broomstick charger. He didn't see it, and gave it up, and came away declaring that such a woman was not qualified to take the social position his wife must assume. He did not, however, wish to discourage her. He thought that the watermelon trade might be comprehended by a lady of her abilities, or that she could perhaps thoroughly master the popcorn and molasses candy business and make it lucrative. End of chapter 5